Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Well, we spent a lot of time talking about uh, the green revolution and green um, transition. We talked, spent a lot of time talking about uh, electric vehicles. I found something interesting uh, today. Ford Motor Company cut the price of its electric Mustang Mach-E by as much as $8,100 U.S. after sales tumbled by 51% uh, in January of uh, this year. Uh, the automaker lowered the prices on a multiple versions of that model Mach-E. Uh, some of the range was about $3,100 in some cases. $8,100 was the higher end. Uh, the company made the announcement uh, today. And what's interesting is Ford is also cutting a production of not only the Mach-E, but the Ford F-150 Lightning plug-in pickup truck. Uh, and the Michigan plant where the F-150 Lightning electric truck is built, uh, it also, um, they had announced in 2022 that they would uh, quadruple the size of that factory. Uh, but uh, what's happened over the last six to eight months, well, things are changing in the EV market. Ford is not only cutting the plant's output by half, but re- relocating people to other facilities, um, which once again uh, shows that uh, the transition to uh, EVs is not a straight line, and it's going to be very much, very much challenging uh, for the industry. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the electric vehicle revolution and the challenges before it, especially over the last year or so, is Jeremy Cato, automotive journalist at CatoCarGuy.com. Jeremy, thank you for joining us today. Great to be here, Jazz. Lots to talk about here. It's not just Ford, but General Motors, Volkswagen, uh, others, uh, other companies as well, who all expected EVs to to drive up sales in a significant way. They also were, of course, keeping a close eye on uh, Elon Musk and Tesla. What's happened over the last year, six months to a year, where there has been sort of a sluggishness in, in EV sales? Yeah, uh, well, just about a year ago, Tesla started this whole craziness by introducing a a big price war um, because Tesla could afford to do it while the legacy automakers weren't really in in the place. Tesla has lower production costs, uh, lower development costs, and no significant marketing costs because Tesla doesn't have either a marketing department or a PR department. So in a traditional legacy automaker, about 25% of uh, of its expenses are marketing costs. You get you and I and all sorts of other people into the showrooms or to order online and buy a car. So if you look at Tesla's position to strike um, a price war in EVs, it has a 25% advantage on the marketing side, and then its production costs are lower than the typical uh, legacy automaker because, amongst other reasons, Tesla is a non-union shop. So that started things. We Mm -hmm. had a price war, and you combine that with costs, um, for consumers because of inflation, high interest rates, and you, you could inevitably predict that there would be a slowdown in EV sales, just taking the EV ownership equation out of the, out of the discussion. Mm. Now, Ford has said, uh, as they pull back on their EV investment, they, they lost $4.7 billion last year. This year, they're estimating they'll lose even more, $5 billion to $5.5 billion um, in their battery power uh, division. Uh, is this a, a temporary thing where customers are also just saying, wait a minute here, the prices just don't 
Like I can't afford an EV at this particular point. And, and of course, the range anxiety that still may be there and the cost of powering your vehicle all the time. Is there a hesitation there in your mind from the consumer still? Oh, it's not in my mind. It's in the minds of consumers when they're asked by all all the different market surveyors like J.D. Power and Associates or Consumer Reports. They, You know, the, the upfront cost is the upfront cost, even though, well, you, you mentioned at the top that the Ford had reduced the price of the Mach-E Mustang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I happen to have just posted a road test of that on my website, a shameless plug. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the most recent version. Well, if you look at the operating costs of a, a Mach-E Mustang for a year, um, around 600 bucks. And if you were to buy a, a luxury high-performance uh, crossover comparable to that, it would probably run you around 2200 to $2,400 a month in fuel costs. Uh, that's according to Natural Resources Canada. So the operating costs of an, EZ, of an EV are much lower and will remain so as long as electricity rates remain low. The problem is that Mach-E Mustang that I just tested was $83,000. Oh, jeez. <laughs> right? So, you know, I mean, I, you know, I grew up in an age, well, my first car, you know, shameless uh, storytelling here, I paid 200 bucks for, for, uh, for an old uh, uh, Chevy Nova and then rebuilt it in my dad's garage. So when I go from, you know, a 16-year-old built, rebuilding his first car to – uh, you know, at two hundred dollars to a Mach-E Mustang at eighty-three thousand dollars, it still takes my breath away, Jazz. It's and I think most families are like that. The typical household income, or uh, in Canada, is around eighty thousand dollars, seventy-five thousand dollars in that area. Mm-hmm. So you're asking people to spend the entire before-tax household income on one car. That's just not sustainable in today's environment. So we need the prices to go down. And let's talk a little bit about the battery itself. I mean, that's probably part of the issue as well. There was, of course, uh, we we talk about lithium batteries. We talk about nickel. And I guess prices there have dropped a little bit too as EV uh, prices struggle. Uh, and the, 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 the actual co- – the, the, the stock prices for a lot of these companies has also been dropping as well and the pricing as well as a, as a commodity. Well, I mean, you know, again, they, they should, you know, as – um, if, you, if you took, you remember your, you know, first year economics. I mean, supply and demand. And when there's more supply, um, you will, you should have consistently lower prices as long as demand that doesn't outstrip uh, 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 demand doesn't outstrip supply. What? The, the, but the, one of the challenges going forward with the battery side of it, which you've, you've alluded to here, is that it takes about 20 years from. Uh, conception to actual producing minerals for a mine to get up and running. There's so many regulatory battles that have to be fought by mining companies, which is why almost nobody starts a mining company anymore and nobody digs a mine because it takes so much work. And this is why battery costs will go down to some extent as the production uh, skills increase and so on. And, but until the mining piece of it catches up, we're still going to face shortages of some minerals that are critical to building batteries. So I don't expect battery costs. Well, not, not me. Again, if you look at the research, the people who really studied this stuff, we will see a decline in batteries over time, but it will not be so dramatic to dramatically reduce the price of a car. Let me go back to what a cost of a battery is. The, the, that Mustang Mach-E that I just talked about a little bit, mm-hmm. 
it came with the super long range battery, which gets you, you know, 450 to 500 kilometers of range. The premium on that over the base battery in the Mach-E Mustang, $13,000. That's what the option costs. So that's where 13,000 of that $83,000 price tag was just in upgrading to the long range battery. So what do we need? Well, one of the things that's happened in China is that China has been experimenting with vehicles with shorter ranges that have less expensive battery packs. And you can buy a very inexpensive Chinese BYD. Uh, I think it's called the Seagull in Shanghai. You can buy one of those for about $10,000 U.S., but it only has a range of under 200 kilometers. 